Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and welcome to our live weekly medical show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is with us again to tell you what you need to know about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many other chronic diseases. If you've got a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls. So make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back, all of you listeners to our live weekly medical show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin and we are back again tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And before we introduce and welcome Dr. Collender back, I'd like to thank Ocean Prime Restaurant here in Troy. We had a glitch at the station, and they were kind enough to invite us in to do the show live from Ocean Prime. Great restaurant, great service, unbelievable and I'm not getting paid to say this, but kindness rules, and um, we're very happy to be here. Dr. Collender, welcome as usual. What is the topic for tonight? Well, Anne-Marie, um, you know, it's disturbing to me that we're going to be reviewing Roe versus Wade, you know, which is the right for women to have an abortion. Well, it's not a right anymore. Well, it's a right today, and it may not be a right soon, you know, if, if uh, the Supreme Court has its way. But any I, hope for this being quashed and kicked out the door? I mean, is there any hope for this? Is it just ridiculous advertising well, at that's this that's a legal question that I'm not the legal expert. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do recognize that many people have a religious belief where um, they feel that there is uh, the right to life for an unborn fetus, and I'll respect those people's right to have that religious conviction, but I don't feel that that conviction should apply to all of us. Um, they can feel that way and abide by those rules that are their own. I don't think that the rest of us should have to be uh, forced to comply to a religious feel, you know, one religious group for a medical procedure. Okay, but forget about religion and all the rest of it. We're talking about health care. We're talking about saving lives. We know that uh, illegal abortion is dangerous and you can't stop it. You can't prevent it. It's going to just go back to the dark ages. And how does that, how can you cut off you know, help to females that are going to have an abortion and they're not going to have any choice but to do something illegally and that is dangerous to their health. Well, we're on the same side of this one, Amory. <laughs> right. I mean, the so it's, 
you know, to me, this is not a whole lot different from the vaccine issues we've been talking about on the show. The government should not have the right to make us get a treatment and the government should not have the right to withdraw to prevent a, treatment. Yes. A, a treatment. And it's all about choice. Informed consent, under which means being told what the risks of a procedure are so that you can have the choice to make the decision to have that procedure or not. We shouldn't be told to have a vaccine and we shouldn't be told we can't have a procedure that is safe and effective. So whether, you know, again, a lot religion is a powerful force and I don't believe that that should be, that should be mandated to the people in this country that don't have that religious belief. I'm not telling you not to have that belief if you have it, but it shouldn't be enforced onto people that don't. And, you know, I would, I would, I don't believe that abortion should be used as a form of birth control, you know, but it is, but that's the downside of having that option available to people. Well, you know what, um, coming from the UK and coming from the national health system, this is my take on this. And I, I want to say that, um, getting an illegal abortion, which is, can be deadly in many cases. This is all about delivering health care, and Americans pay a huge amount of money for health care in this country. And at the huge amount of money that they pay for pharmaceuticals, for health care, for medicine, doesn't matter what, they're paying through their teeth and through their eyeballs. And so they should be allowed to be able to have this procedure done, no questions asked. It's not about religion. It's about taking care of the human body. Don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think this is a, if it happens where this right is removed, then this is a huge step backward in, you know, in, in, it's a, it's, you said it's a barbaric, you know, barbaric uh, turn of events that's taking our country backward a long way, not forward. This is a backward step. So how does this happen when, you know, I always talk about patients as being consumers. They're paying through their nose and through their eyeballs for health care. And, you know, the treatment of an unwanted pregnancy and or an abortion is health care. So why should it not be uh, patients or females be allowed to get that health care without risking their lives by going and having back alley abortions? Well, I think you're you're still asking a legal answer to a medical problem. So that's the, to me, that's the issue is that these are not legislated problems. They should be out of the legislature, out of the government. These are medical issues that should be dealt with between the doctor and the patient, nobody else. And again, same with the vaccine. This is a doctor patient decision. hundred percent. And I'm just wondering how we can turn this around. But right now we've got to take a short break. Again, you're listening to our weekly medical live radio show where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We're here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent or reverse disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. 
You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. After 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, he's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. We are back again broadcasting live from the lovely restaurant Ocean Prime in Troy, Michigan. Thanks to the manager, Chris, for allowing us to come in and broadcast from this fabulous restaurant. And Ashley, you have calls. How many calls do you have? We have three. Let's take a call. Okay, who's the first caller? First caller we have, Greg from Shelby, Michigan. Hey, you guys, Mr. Positive. Hey, Dr. Collender, you raised a very contentious issue with the abortion. It's predicated really quick on nomenclature and what is the definition of a right, but we don't get it. We won't get into that. The categorization of uh, fetus, zygote, baby, and how you define in the legal terms in that way. But the question I want to ask is, I want to get off topic a little bit because I, I know you're going to get a lot of people calling about uh, abortion and uh, what have you. Um, but why isn't the medical community more well-versed with vitamins, supplements, eating right? Um, and if they are, why don't they articulate it as well as it should be addressed? Well, Greg, good question. And, you know, the... The reason is that when you're operating as a doctor within the structure of a system, you really live by what is covered by the FDA, what's approved by insurance. And vitamins and natural products are not under the purview of the FDA. And so they're not considered by a doctor who lives in within that world as something that has outcome data or is supported by research. So unfortunately, there is not a gigantic, you know, billion dollar pharmaceutical industry behind uh, supplement industry. And they're not doing the research, frankly, because they don't have to. They're selling their supplements without the data. Um, and also, again, they're just not covered by insurance. So that's the, I'm gonna say the short answer um, and, and probably covers most of the reasons why. Thanks for calling. Okay, let's move on. We have other callers. We have Jim from Mason, Ohio. Oh, Mason, Hi. sorry. Jim. Hi. Hello. Um, I I did want to call about the abortion issue, and I, I just, um, I was interested, uh, I, as far as I know, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a listener of the show, by the way, too. As far as I know, this Supreme Court ruling will not uh, ban abortion, and you guys uh, keep saying that it will. It's going to return it to a state's issue. It's more of a um, whether or not it's constitutionally protected by the federal government, and I, I think you're doing a disservice scaring people into thinking that they won't be able to get that procedure, and procedure is such a, um, such a term that I don't think describes it. Um, I, it makes me wonder why people who are pro-abortion 
do not consider the life of the child. Um, okay, you know, know what? Before Dr. Collender, before you answer this, the government should stay completely out of this. This is a medical issue. It belongs in healthcare. It belongs in it belongs between the doctor and the patient, and the government has absolutely no should have no input on this whatsoever, any more than they have any input on heart attack, stroke, disease, diabetes, or anything else. They're getting their nose in something that they have no business getting their nose into, Dr. Collender. And, and I do agree, Amory, and I don't mean to do a disservice to anybody, but the people that live in the States for whom this you know, medical service is no longer available, you know, they need to travel. Um, they'll need to, they may not be able to afford to. And that's so ridiculous. And, and it's I, so absurdly ridiculous. Well, I, I, again, I think that people should have choices to have a procedure that they want or need to have. Might I say and this that is should not... not be legislated. And I don't think that this should be taken to the States. It's already been voted on and agreed upon, you know, by this, uh, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer, but. Roe versus Wade gives people the right to have the procedure. I don't think we should be questioning it, to be honest. Why does the government not jump in and stop you from having heart attack prevention or stroke prevention or diabetes prevention? I mean, why is it they're focusing on this? This is absolutely absurd. It's archaic. Well, it is a, it's a lightning rod, and obviously we brought it to the air. And, 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 and here's another thing. Why is it that it's split up among states? Like, you know, to your point, it's like, if it gets turned back to the state, then if you if it's not allowed in Michigan, you're going to have to go to Florida, you're going to have to go to Ohio, or you're and, that's and, and to speak garbage. Of, and to speak of that, you know, I think and even I'm actually for. I never thought I would say this, but I am for a socialized healthcare platform, and not as we have it, but something completely different. So I don't like the idea of each state having its own medical rules. You should be able to take your Blue Cross card. And get exactly. care in any state. Well said. You know, if you have a psychiatric problem and you, you know, you live in Michigan but work in another state, you cannot get the prescription filled because your doctor won't fill it out of state. And it's like we live in the United the United States. United unless States. it's healthcare, now it's fifty individual states with random rules, and. It's a huge um, barrier to care. So giving states decisions about how to do anything from a healthcare perspective is colossally stupid. I'm using it, your words. No, but I mean, Americans are overpaying. They're paying a gigantic amount of money for healthcare, period, and also for prescription medication, which is out of the stratosphere. And so being that they're... They are consumers of the highest level of a consumer. So it's just and like nothing for and what getting nothing. Right. For. And then somebody's going to tell them what you have the right to buy. No, I don't think so. Yeah, this whole idea of the states deciding what to do for any single thing is, is they don't have the, they, they shouldn't have the right to decide because no. it is a consumer. You're charging for it. We're buying it. It's just like you're a Neiman Marcus, you know, buyer. You're going in to buy whatever you want to buy. You're paying for it through the nose and through the eyeballs. The state has no right to tell you what you can or cannot buy. Just like it cannot tell you to get a vaccine. Right, exactly. So I hate to say it, the same people who are telling you that you can or cannot have a procedure 
are also telling you that you cannot have a vaccine. You shouldn't be mandated. You can't have it both ways. You can't have something withheld and have something denied in the same breath. Right. Well, I mean, the, the point of the fact is that in this country, medicine is a consumer product. You're buying it. You're paying for it. It is a very high-priced product. And how all of a sudden the government come in can come in and tell you that you you don't have the right to buy this product is absolutely beyond ridiculous. But let's not hold up our callers. We've got another caller, George from Ohio. George, what's your question? I got a couple of questions for you here. And yeah, uh, one, George. What? Go ahead, George. Okay. What's your question? You went through your six steps on heart-related or stroke-related tests, okay? Being in Ohio, I'm not up where you are. There's no way I'm going to drive to use your facilities, unfortunately, just because of restraints, okay? What would I do to go to? I'm currently with Cleveland Clinic doctors, okay? What would I start with those type of doctors to ask them to start to do what you do in the process? We're going to start, but we're only going to have to pick this up next segment because the time's almost up. But first is you need to identify that you have the disease you're treating. So you should get a CT calcium score. That's number one. Now, in my practice, I do a carotid intima media thickness ultrasound test. CIMT. CIMT gives us more information. But start with well, the we'll CT come calcium back. Score. We'll come back on the other side of the break and talk about this some more. Again, you're listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you ought to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether, or if you have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760. WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We are fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7 we're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, let's come back to where did we leave off with our last caller? Did we answer all of his questions? He wanted uh, a guidelines on how to handle prevention living in Cleveland or in, in that area where he's going to the Cleveland Clinic. And ironically, the Cleveland Clinic, which is one of the greatest hospitals for heart problems doesn't do these type of things. They don't do the CIMT? They don't do the same Not testing? Not really, no. They don't do wow, prevention. That's, well, that's, they're, wow. They're part of the system. They're part of the system of broken. fixing something. They're, right, that's okay, broken. Okay, so, so you, when you're diagnosed with a heart problem, you go there. But how do you, we're, we're talking about avoiding a heart problem here. Well, the real tenants here are number one, identify disease. So you have to image the arteries with either a CT calcium score or a uh, and or a CIMT, which gives us data that we use to follow progress of our program, and then we do lab work that measures inflammation. So there's a series of blood tests, and still the gentleman who called was it Jim was his name. He George. Should, you know we we still see patients George that are that are out of state. I mean, unlike your Blue Cross, I we're handling people from all over the country. And so I do have people that come in for a day. 
we run you through the program and then we can review the results remotely. So it is feasible to come in and be part of the practice and do those things. So lab work, um, we do spe uh, special types of lipid markers that identify risk above and beyond the standard lipid panel. We do genetic testing, screening for sleep apnea, screening for oral health, all of these things that really should be part of your healthcare period, we do. Mm -hmm. So we're practicing prevention at every level for all people. And whether or not you have plaque or not, we look at those things. It's really pathetic to think about how limited a lot of these practices are in offering these tests, these screening tests. I mean, like the CIMT, there's hardly any places that are doing it. And even the CT cardiac calcium scoring test has been around for 20 years, but a lot of doctors don't recommend that people get it. Therefore, they don't even know what their what their number is. They don't know they don't know where they stand. They have nothing to bounce off. Well, unfortunately, yeah, this is we talk about this every week. We talk about this on both shows, the recorded show and the live show, that our healthcare system really is not designed for prevention. It's designed to fix things when they're broken. And by then it's too late. You've damaged your organ and you have chronic disease that you're now you're dealing with half a tank of gas. Right. You'll never have a full tank again. Mm -hmm. And prevention requires screening for diseases before they present and managing it at that time, not waiting. And it does require a mindset that's tough to break through for even me to some people, but that's the approach. Okay, we do have another call from... David in Windsor. David, what's your question? Yes, my question for the doctor, and I, I don't know if I can remember if I've asked this before. It's regarding vaccines and mandates and showing proof of vaccine when going to a summer resort or going mm -hmm. anywhere. Because it seems as though many of us would cope, many of us, even though we're through, should be through COVID by now, are still getting vaccinated, even though it is no longer affected, and each one of us who is not vaccinated are being excluded from employment, recreation, and what have you. Because I've been wanting to go to a resort north of Toronto, and now they're requiring you to get a, to show proof of vaccine when you go. Well, thanks for bringing this up, because I did want to kind of pivot to talking about COVID a little bit. And to your point, David, the current strain of Omicron is so mild that it's really just a cold. And, you know, we, we've been treating people with, I shouldn't say the word treating, I'm handholding the people with COVID because they're not needing anything. I'm not giving them ivermectin. I'm certainly not prescribing Paclovid. I'm recommending supplements and I'm guiding them by phone or by text about what should do so they don't end up going to the hospital out of a panic. And the idea that we should be vaccinating a, a virus that no longer has any impact or the vaccine has no impact on this disease is silly. And so even though COVID's down, hospitalizations are down, Cases are up. I mean, I really don't. The only reason to know about cases is so that you can avoid an area where it's a hot spot, so you don't get it. And we've talked about this from day one, which is testing or really testing and 
um, I did, you know, marking where you are, I forgot the term for that, but it's being able to trace where you are so that if you were exposed, you can quarantine for a few days and not spread, spread the virus. And that's still not been implemented three years later. Mm-hmm. So the idea that we should be vaccinated is again, you all know my point on this is it's, it's over. This is all about government control. It's about, um, pharmaceutical agencies owning the FDA and making the decisions, regulatory capture. That's what's driving this right now. And it's not medical decisions. Um, I'm not, I think this is just a common cold right now, COVID. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to have a vaccine or proof of anything to to handle a chronic, a, a common cold. You know what? It doesn't seem to matter because I obviously know a lot of people have had all the vaccines and the boosters and they've had COVID and they've gotten it again. So I'm not too sure that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, having all these vaccines and, you know, trying to be proactive about avoiding getting it. And especially when you've gotten it once. I know so many people are on their second turn of COVID. The government should be getting out of healthcare. Well, I just said well, they two should things. obviously be always out of health care. Well, I said two things today that are totally contradictory. I'm in favor of a socialized system, but that's run the right way with prevention as a foundation and total transparency. That should be our health care system. Um, but th- the way our system is now, the government needs to get out of it because they all they do is screw it up. And why are they involved in it in the first place? It's a consumer entity that you buy. So therefore, the consumer is paying for health care. They're paying for Blue Cross. They're paying for their well, w- with their insurance. And they're, they're paying privately for their private. The government's the biggest insurer between Medicaid and Medicare. But the Medicaid, Medicaid is for older people. What no, about the Medicare. 20... Medicare. What about the twenty and thirty and forty-year-olds? Well, that's different. But you're but you're saying why is the the government is an insurance? They're insuring probably half the population, so it's they're heavily involved in healthcare in terms of insurance. They're just doing a bad job of it, you know. And and again, it's well, again, wait for the book whenever it does. Why? Come why out. do we have to buy into this though? We're not buying into it. We're describing for people how to have a plan that keeps them safe and healthy and, and to think openly about what's happening. We're not buying in. We're educating the public about what should happen. The public doesn't have a voice other than to vote. And it may not even matter what you vote because the people in the government are doing whatever they want to do. The Supreme Court for crying out loud, without standing are making a decision to change our access to abortion. You know, really there's pathetic. no case being brought to the court yet. They've already written the brief. They've already made up their mind on what, how they're going to, how they're going to act. So um, amazing to think that they're revisiting this 20 or 30 years later, since when did Roe versus Wade actually go into Well, we'll have to come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subjects we're discussing tonight and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. 
You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian, MD, internal 